0: Time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best.
1: After the credits.
2: A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only Yum Chunks master of all podcasts, can stop them. In tonight's episode of After the Credits, Yum Chung's podcast, we're going to talk about the new Pixar movie, Elemental. Uh, And with me to talk about this movie uh, is Sean Davis.
0: I'm here. You forgot about Heart, the fifth element.
2: Oh, that's right. Uh, That unites us all. That's that's true. Um, And also a special guest with us uh, today to talk about Elemental is our good friend
3: Kev Young. Hey, thanks for having me. I, you know, I think the fifth element is actually Mila Jovovich.
2: Oh, dang it! You're right. <laughs> this, this is true. Um. Well, great. Now that we got that sorted, of that we need more than just those four elements. We need we're going to need Heart and Mila Jovovich um, yes. to summon Captain Planet and uh, defeat the Fire Nation. Also, I'm Ryan Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's <laughs> kind of important. Nah, it's not. Yeah,
0: is it? I mean, not you specifically. It's important that you're Ryan Davis. I mean, do Are listeners Are any of our names yeah, important? Do... <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Does anything matter? Um, <laughs> we'll get to the elemental discussion in a bit. hey oh. Um, oh, good one. I guess. I don't know. But uh, I think Kev... You were talking about Thor last time, when yeah. You, when you
3: were in? last time, I was on here as a vocal presence was That's, in fact that Thor. Is true, you I've have been emailed a you guys very big
0: Presence, yeah. <laughs> and so, listeners, if you've been loving any of our recent discussions about just film criticism at all, then you could thank Kev because most of that has been prompted by Kev's emails. So.
3: That's correct. Yeah, I really enjoyed you guys and all those discussions. And it was just so funny. You guys sounded like you were arguing with me, but then you just—I agreed with everything you <laughs> said. And it was just like I don't know what we're discussing at this point.
0: <laughs> well, especially Chewie's not here, but it was just—I feel like Chewie would even like come across Chewie if you're listening to this, uh, like aggressive, like ah. Uh, but it was like I don't. No one's fighting here. We're all kind of agreeing on the same thing. Yeah. yeah,
3: I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We can't yeah, talk about fun. something unless it's very aggressive. Even if we're exactly. agreeing with everything we're saying to each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, uh, cool. Well, let's, uh, before we get into the discussion of Elemental, well, let's do a a round, um, chunk fire. Kevin, I think you remember how the, the, the old chunk fire works. I've, I've worn
3: my hands by that fire before.
2: Oh, Mm. good, 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 good. We saved you a spot. Uh, well, since you are the special guest, why don't you kick it off?
3: Sure. Why not? Um, I have... The amount of media that I've been consuming has decreased in the past couple weeks, because I've been in the middle of a big move, moving to a new city and all that stuff, so it's been hectic, but I have managed to squeeze in a few things. Um, of course, I won't go on about it too long, because I'm sure you guys have already or will talk about the new Indiana Jones movie, which I saw last week, Um, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, we yeah we listeners, you know, like what? Why is there Indiana Jones episode? It's coming. It's coming.
3: Okay, don't worry. Good, good. It's, it's... But yeah, I liked it. I I certainly it was more fun for me than Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, and uh, that same day, I saw a pretty cool documentary called Every Body, which is about the fight for equal rights for mm-hmm. intersex people which was really interesting. It's a perspective that I hadn't really heard much about, and it was a pretty well-made documentary. They just have a lot of uh, intersex people talking about what their struggles are and how hard it is to get representation, and uh, it was good. It was, uh, you know, it's always good to learn about a segment of society that you don't know a lot about.
0: I think I've seen a trailer for that, uh, and it did look really uh, interesting and, you know, um, insightful.
3: Yeah, it was cool. Um, And then yesterday I saw the film Past Lives, which I really recommend. It's uh, just a little drama about a Korean immigrant who comes to America and reconnects with an old friend from Korea. And um, it's just a really romantic and pleasant film just really emotional and, and nice. I would say it's a great date movie if you're looking for a movie to take somebody on a date with cuz it's very sweet.
0: Aww. So, should we see it by ourselves? <laughs> I saw it, but I saw it by myself. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I and I
3: quite enjoyed it. I ended up crying a lot at the end, so you know, it's it's good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sometimes you just got to go on a date with yourself. That's the most important relationship.
3: Of course, yeah. Um, and beyond that, I, I guess I recently finished the TV show Silo on Apple TV Plus, and oh, I can't wow. say that I really recommend it, but it was it was a diversion.
0: <laughs> that, that's, that's good. That that sums up a lot of our media. Um, I I that's the one with it's uh, uh what's her name Jones Rebecca um, Ferguson, Rebecca Ferguson and Jones. Rashida Jones. Yes, Rashida yeah. Jones. That's it first name uh i've seen the first episode and was kind of into it it seemed like an interesting world they were setting up yeah but i have not watched anymore so. it
3: does not maintain the promise of that first uh, episode which i think was uh, really good also yeah um but you know it's an interesting sci-fi concept i think it's just it kind of feels like they had this cool concept and then weren't sure what to do with it and it kind of flounders for most of the season not really mm-hmm. being sure um but you know it's got some some cool ideas i guess and Cool music, so that's something. <laughs> I mean, I watched all. I watched the whole thing. and Was like, all right. Well, that wasn't like bad. <laughs> so you know, I guess time will spend.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've we've had far worse uh, in chunk sharing and stuff. Yeah, this is um, true. Uh, it's on Apple, right? I think.
3: Yeah, uh, Apple TV yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, well, I you you kind of briefly glossed over it, but it, you know, you said you moved recently. Yes. You you, you don't have to, but. What what's the deets of that? What 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 what's that all
3: about? Oh yeah, well, I can I can yeah. go into a little bit of detail. Um yeah, I think I guess people who are familiar with my podcast work probably know that I was living in San Diego for the past several years. 20 years maybe, I guess at this point, probably something like that. God, has it been even more than that? I think it has been. Uh, Well, anyways, I uh, recently got accepted to UC Santa Cruz and moved there for the summer session, and I'm going to plan on getting my degree in music and venturing off into that world, so that's my plan right now. And I just, you know, I've been settled in, it's like my second week here, I'm just sort of getting settled in, and I just happen to have the dorm room to myself right now, so I get to record this as my first podcast here in Santa Cruz, so... Oh, nice.
0: yeah, that's an honor for us special occasion. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that that's that's awesome, though. That's, yeah. uh, you know, masters uh, going back to school and in music, especially so you could graduate and then um do all of our theme songs upgrade? Up all, all of our theme songs. I don't think
3: I can. I can top the one that you already made for Chewie and his mom <laughs> okay. and his mother-in-law <laughs> watching the Marvel movies. It's if already you need to a do a case
0: study. If you want to like interview me for, or us for any of your classes, yeah. you know, feel
3: free. Then. I should. I should do a fully orchestrated <laughs> version of that. As, like, my oh my gosh, project. that would be
2: beautiful. <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, yeah, that's great that you're going to school for uh, music. I mean. If the world gets more Kev Young music, that's it makes
3: the world a better place in my opinion.
2: Thank you. I'm a, you. I I'm a fan.
3: It. Thank you. Yeah, and I I still have lots of stuff music for podcasts that I haven't written yet that I've been just pushing off just cuz you know I just got to get into the right headspace to write songs, but hopefully I'll have a chance to keep working on all that cool podcast stuff I do while I'm also going to school and working. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that's life. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's one of the reasons I love school is it kind of forces you to get into that headspace. And then that's just like what you're doing and feels more natural. And you're not like having to feel like work or go out of your way to do what you want to do anyway. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But I was thinking (laughs) since you have literal albums and hundreds, you know, dozens, if not hundreds, hundreds of hundreds of songs already. And your school doesn't know. You see, Santa Cruz doesn't know. Like, if you just feel like, man, I don't want to do this assignment. Just, hey, look <laughs> at this theme song I made about, you know, Odo not being in an episode <laughs> of d Space Nine. right? Yeah, <laughs> eventually it'll be like, why is every single song you write about Odo?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just think he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Everyone has, like, a, a theme to their works, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. Thanks for thanks for joining us in Santa, from Santa Cruz. Hey, my good pleasure. Luck on all the school, because yeah. that's really exciting and, and awesome.
3: Also, you know what? Elemental was the last movie I saw in San Diego before I moved. Oh. So hey, well this is the bridge. <laughs> yeah. This is the bridge. Yeah.
0: Nice. All sure. right. Uh, cool. Uh, Sean, yeah, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I don't have a ton, but um, one thing that's really important and is worth mentioning is that I had to take a break from Zelda. Uh, <gasps> the kingdom. I know. It's it's uh sacrilege, heresy. Um but I did take a break because a more a Final Fantasy, a new Final Fantasy game came out this summer as well. It was a big game or a big year for video games in general, and two of my favorite franchises of all time were had new entries. Um and so as much as I was um, neck deep into Zelda, I am taking a brief hiatus to play through Final Fantasy 16 that just came out. And I wish I was playing Zelda most of the time. I just wish I was playing Zelda. But uh, it's not all bad. It, I, I do like it. It's the, the biggest problem with my issue with Final Fantasy 16 is that it's a Final Fantasy game. If it wasn't a Final Fantasy game, I would like it a lot more. By which I mean it's not really an RPG. It's like an action, kind of very linear story action game. Hmm and that can be cool i love those types of games i i work for a studio that makes those types of games like right like i but when i play final fantasy i want i want a, I want a rpg i want to party members and leveling up and equipping cool gear and giving my guys cool elemental magic and and you know curing poison and stuff <laughs> i'm stupid but i mean that's kind of what i want from final fantasy. and and this Version does not have it at all. I know Ryan obviously is, maybe not obviously, but definitely a huge, you know, yeah. Final Fantasy fan. Uh, growing up, we played it. And Kev, I think you've dabbled in a few. Yeah, I've sure.
3: played seven and nine all okay. the way through.
0: <laughs> well, those are great ones to play. I mean, if, yeah, you know, right. there's, yeah. everyone has different opinions, but I definitely consider those top tier Final yeah. Fantasies. I love them both, yeah. And um, and so you get an idea of what, you know, classic kind of Final Fantasy is in terms of that RPG style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the. The party, the doesn't have to be turn-based, but you know that is the traditional, more, more traditional style of it, and all of that's not at all present in Final Fantasy 16 and it's just kind of, it's kind of sad. As much as the game is a good game for its on its own for what it is, I I can't really, I mean there are things that I can't criticize about it, but overall it is a good game for that. It looks beautiful, it's amazing, the graphics are amazing, the combat is. Fun, I think it's well designed. Fun combat, and the world building, and even story and characters, I'm generally into. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a it's a hard sell for me. I don't know.
2: Well, it's, it's, de- like if, it's yeah. definitely a hard sell for me. Listening to pitch yeah. or d- d- discuss the game, I'm like, oh, I don't. If I'm going into a Final Fantasy game, like I'm... I, why I... it doesn't need to necessarily be entirely beholden to all the cliches of the genre. No. no I, I like no. change-ups, But if it's just it's a completely different animal altogether, it's like, well, maybe I'll just play a Devil Might Cry game. Like I'm behind on Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I it feel.
0: Is, yeah. Right? I mean, I've said this I, I've said this to you in person, Ryan, and I think some other friends, but it was like it's like if Madden twenty twenty four comes out and it's not a football game. It's a you know, a tactical team based roguelike. Like what? Right. Yeah. It's Madden. I want it to be football. I mean, I don't personally, I don't care about Madden. But you know what I'm saying, <laughs> listeners, I hope you get what I'm saying. Um and that's kind of what it's like Final Fantasy. Like I'm not saying it can't be a great game if it's not an RPG, but I'm 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 buying Final Fantasy and playing Final Fantasy because I want to play a, a cool epic fantasy RPG. I want RPG elements, but Right. Eh. And
2: it's not I like Square can't do yeah. new IP. Like, I, I don't know, maybe... Because yeah. What was that last game? Forsaken? Um, yeah. Obviously, it was more RPG, but it was definitely action-y and blah, blah, blah. But it was a new IP, so I don't... Yeah. Like, what like. is tying the name to the game? Right? Like, what does the namesake
1: yeah. even
0: mean? I mean, other than real vaguely loose, like, oh, look, there's a character named Sid. <laughs> That's Red.
3: the one unifying feature of yes. all Final Fantasy games. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, and, it, and I feel like they... Kind of did it's like well, um, if we name a character, said we put chocobos in there. There, it's a Final Fantasy, <laughs> and, and they did that. And there's you know whatever. There's potions and there's, and, uh, I don't know, the the summons are all the same. If some like ifrit and Shiva and you know there, uh, so it's like very surface level. It's very just like you know surface level. Ah, uh, sees Final Fantasy because of these very you know appearance based kind of named things, and it's like well I would like more than just that, but. Well, we'll see. I mean like I said, I, I haven't finished it yet either, and I am enjoying it for what like as I'm playing. So it's not like I am disliking and hating it and stuff. It's just something where I'm I am a little there's something in the back of my head that is a little bit sad about it, even if I am actually enjoying the game. And I think it's actually a pretty good game for the game that it is. So Anyways, so there's that. Final Fantasy 16 Um and then um a movie I saw and Ryan, I know you've seen this too. And we might have a little mini-discussion here. Kev, apologies. Um, but we both saw Asteroid City.
3: Yeah, that's fine. D- talk about it. Ta- talk to it. your heart's content. I may or may not see it.
0: Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah. We both saw Asteroid City, the yeah. new Wes Anderson film. Uh, yeah, well, I guess...
2: Yeah, what I, did I, you think? I, I guess, I don't know. If we briefly spoke about it. I don't remember if we just, how much we liked it or anything. I... I I'm definitely a, just a fan of Wes Anderson in general. So mm-hmm. it, his it, for him to do wrong in my eyes would be, I think, admittedly difficult. Uh, well, but having said that, I do objectively, as much as I can be objective as uh, a fan. Uh, I do think his films are overall very good films. And I think this is no exception. Um, and definitely, you know what you're getting into in a Wes Anderson film in terms of style and... And kind of the way certain things will be structured and characters and that kind of thing. Um, but I felt like this one was unique in a lot of ways uh, because it, it it. I feel like there is more that I don't understand about what the message is mm-hmm. in the movie, which is I don't know does that that does that really qualify <laughs> as a difference. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's it sort of is right because I feel like other Western Anderson films, you you sort of can extract the meeting um, after a single watch, if that makes sense. Uh, whereas yeah, this I one, I feel, yeah, me. I need to watch it at least one more time before I like really get what he's trying to say.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is one of his most, as much as like all of his films, in some ways, are inaccessible if you're not into his style and his sensibilities there's that element for sure in Asteroid City, but I think there's an added element that makes it a little bit even more inaccessible in terms of just the pure uh, logistics of what's happening in the plot, what's right. going on. Like the way the story is told, it's kind of a frame story within a story and they're cutting kind of back and forth kind of between things. And it's, it, once you kind of get, it, it's like, Oh, that's not okay. I get it now, but it's like, you're halfway through the film before you kind of fully, it fully kind of like clicks into place. And by then you're like, I've, forgot all everything that had happened up until now and then even when you do get it i still like without going into spoilers or details the ending is like what yeah (laughs) the ending feels very like uh this is going to sound very critical um but uh art house like student art film kind of thing like what, what just happened? Why did that? What did they do? Yeah. What just happened? Um, so, yeah, all of those things kind of add to a mix of like, yeah, I'm not sure where it rests in my overall rankings of his films. But in general, I'm a big fan, too. And the more I think about this, there's more things that I do like about it a lot. Um, I think on the visual style, if you're into it, this is just, just more of that honed to such a specific degree the mix of practical puppets with like dollhouse style sets and production. Um, you know, with the live action, obviously and stuff, all that kind of stuff. I love that whole look and five, the symmetrical framing of so many things, all that kind of stuff, coloration. Um, yeah, but, but also like the, the way people talk, like if you go back and watch Royal Tenenbaums now, that movie feels so normal compared, I think to his recent works. Like the characters are quirky, but like, the film itself feels more like a normal film, you know, whatever, quote unquote normal film. Whereas with this, with Asteroid City, and I think a lot of his more recent ones, they like there's no element of it that comes across as natural. Every character is behaving in a very, very specifically curated way. And again, I, I appreciate that, and I generally do like it, but it can come across as, I think, pretty abrasive. And it also, it it makes it harder sometimes to connect with the characters until it all of a sudden does it. And that's when I think he works, like, when those moments, I don't know if you, Ryan, or Kevin, other works that you've seen, like, a lot of times like an inte- intellectual exercise where you're just kind of like, oh, that's... Intellectually, I know that's cool because these colors and he's saying something metaphorically, but you're not really emotionally engaged until all of a sudden you are emotionally engaged because of just a weird mix of lines and character reactions and stuff that comes out of nowhere. And it's like this scalpel, this dagger in the back that you didn't see coming because it totally wasn't that type of film. And then before you know it, a, a line and a character in action is like hit you straight to the core of your heart. And you're just like, oh, my God, that was so heart touching and like emotional. And he like, it, it kind of like gives credit to what I feel he had been doing up to that point. Like, Oh, he knew what he was doing yeah. because of this moment right here. Um And maybe I'm giving too much credit or I don't know, but that's generally kind of, I think, and there were, plenty, there were moments like that in this film. So yeah, that all going to say that I, I think it's of a piece and just as, you know, in line with a lot of his other works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Speaking just, like, about how the characters, the way, the way they act is very specifically curated, um, to use that word. Mm. It, I think it also, at least in this film, speaks to sort of the framing device and sort of, like, the meta layer of the film. Not to get too many yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Not that it's that big a deal. I mean, um, but it, it, I think there's something to that where he's, he's trying to connect sort of, like, the two like the the reality and yeah the sub reality and, and and i think he's saying something with that that i again i can't quite piece together um especially with like the way the ending unfolds and, and so there's there's some layers to this one that i feel are more um real as opposed to being like they're real as in terms of what is being shown on the screen as opposed to like mm. character subtext
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, while it is certainly in line with Wes Anderson, it's it is. I I don't know. There's like an element to it that is very, for me, different.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. I I think another thing that kind of came was a little bit apparent is that I feel like his recent works, uh, French Dispatch, Budapest Hotel, and if I thought more about it, maybe I'd find more. But I feel like a lot of his works have become so much about. The sto- stories within stories, the stories we tell within those stories, yeah. but how we as storytellers are constantly trying to uh, invoke ourselves into these stories. We're trying to enmesh ourselves into the stories themselves. Instead of it just being this objective narrator who's telling us stories, we want to be in these stories. Even if that means we're breaking forth walls and we're like completely changing perspectives and biasing things. And I think that You know, again, without getting spoilers for this one, there's a whole bunch of what this movie is about. It's about a frame story and that. But then French Dispatch is all about the written words, stories we're telling, literal newspaper stories. And the storytellers, the writers, being, like, in them stories. Like, how are they ingrating themselves in these stories themselves? Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, similar things. So, I don't know. I think there's something to that, too. As a filmmaker, he has, you know, a very, like... Recent, if not recent, then more noticeably recent, like kind of agenda in terms of like trying to get at something about just storytelling in general, which I always appreciate those like grand, meta, you know, off-tier kind of like pieces that kind of all go together. So, yeah, I like that. Anyways, that's uh, yeah, that, but I mean, I'll, yeah, like I said, you both saw so that's my transition to you, Ryan. So, yeah, you
2: know, uh, what else cool. Yeah, so I, a couple things I've been watching, um, I watched the second season of The Bear. Um, we've talked about the first season a number of times on the podcast. Um, so, that, uh, which I liked. Uh, I, I, I kind of... I don't want to go into too many details on that because it, it's something where I, if you say anything about it, I feel like it's, it's uh. somehow for just being a drama with no... You, you know you're looking at like these sci-fi stories and stuff and we're just like oh no spoilers because it's mm-hmm. like these big reveals and all that kind of thing I, that's not always you know that's not exactly the case for dramas and yeah, especially yeah, a drama just yeah. about cooking um mm. but uh i think there's enough like just so much heart and thought and craft and etc etc that are, is put into the show that even mentioning something about it is like oh it it would ruin this nuance that hmm. you might mm-hmm. y- i want you to experience the nuance um uh, without me spoiling it anyway uh and then i watched uh, two movies or actually one was a movie one was like a mini series but um they're both about uh nepal and kind of mountain climbing and things and this has been just over a year since I've, I've returned from my trip to nepal so it was like a i don't know just looking back i can't believe it's been a year for one but um and i have gotten wildly out of shape anyway so uh i watched these one was called the 14 peaks it's on netflix and it's just it's about um some nepali uh some sherpa who put together like a climbing team and they kind of want like the Sherpa, are the only reason anyone is not—there dis- isn't a hundred percent death rate. Anyone going to climb the Himalayan mountains—they're um, they're getting all us westerners out out alive, myself included. So, um, it, it was a group of Sherpa that got together and said, "All right, we're going to climb all the fourteen peaks, which is all the four, the peaks in the world that um, are above uh, eight um, eight thousand meters." So, and they do it all in six months, which is it's impossible. Oh, I, it is impossible that they did this, but they did, and um, so that was great. And then the other thing was about uh, the 2015 uh, earthquake in Nepal that kind of was massively devastating for the country and for climbers, because there's and they kind of jump back and forth between different uh, stories. And one of them is about the people trying to survive and get through in Kathmandu. And then another story is of people that were on Everest at the time when it happened and Mm. just the horror they experienced and just all the death that was surrounded them. I mean, you know, you got to figure you're, you're dancing on a knife's edge when you go to up to Everest. And if there's this huge earthquake or uh, that completely destabilizes everything, that's, you just imagine Mm. how much worse it is. Um, but anyway, yeah, those are just kind of reminiscing about my adventures. So yeah, uh, those yeah, that's all I really got to share. Um, we can get into the elemental.
0: Cool. All right. Well, we're we got the fire going now. Let's bring on the air. I guess I don't know what's what is a summary if you had to turn it into an element <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, what uh, our podcasts are a podcast about a bunch of hot air right yeah exactly yeah. well, well that'll be like our it. opinions on it it will be hot air yeah exactly this is the ground summary is like the the facts this is the yeah. earth this is the hard gritty i guess I don't know. right um <laughs> anyways yes uh so spoilers for elemental um Elemental is Pixar's latest film. Elemental takes place in Element City. It's this whimsical, magical fantasy world where there's no humans. There are um, living elements that are like, you know, beings, living beings. And they all congregate in Element City. Fire, water, earth, and air. Um, And we follow the uh, family, this fire family, who are immigrants into Element City and they are trying to start a new life for themselves they have a baby on the way they start up a shop but fire in fire uh, people fire things fire beings are kind of like shunned in element city um they're pushed to the outskirts they aren't really um you know widely accepted um but they find their community and they raise their daughter who is a spunky teenager named Ember and who kind of works for her dad in the in the family store she has a temper though and sometimes customers set off her temper and she's coming of age and she's going to inherit her father inherit her father's shop um but her father doesn't quite trust her with her anger issues and the responsibility um and one day she's something kind of she, she gets angry and, and blows a gasket, almost literally, because she makes pipes explode in her in the basement of the shop. And she meets a water guy <laughs> uh, who is... What's his name? His name's Water, Wade. water Joe. Wade. Uh, and he's like, hey, you are violating um, city ordinances with the way you have this shop built or the piping or something like that. I'm going to have to shut this down. And she goes, no, 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 no. And she tracks him down to element city. And she kind of tries to convince him and pleads with him. You can't shut down my dad's shop. So he goes, okay, we'll work together and we'll get it figured out and we'll fix it before, um, the city shuts your uh, shop down. So they kind of, uh, start investigating and they bond and they find out what the issue is that there was water that was, should not be in that part of the city being leaked into that city through a sewer system, I think of sorts. um, And as they're bonding, they're also... Or as they're investigating, they're also bonding. And they're kind of growing closer. And they kind of are... There's some chemistry between the two of them. And they start... They like each other. And she um, meets his family. Who is very, very emotional. And they're all water. So they're crying. And she's a fire thing. And... Oh my gosh. Just... Can you imagine? Um, And then... (laughs) But her, her family is uh, she's she doesn't really want to um, tell them about her relationship with Wade because her dad's very traditional and doesn't want to accept him because he's a water person, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it all kind of comes to a head when, um, well, she, she kind of tosses him off and says, no, I, we can't be together. We're too different. We can't like no you just got to leave. You got to get out of here. You can't have anything to do with me. I'm going to inherit my father's shop even if I don't want to, but that's what I'm supposed to do cuz I'm a good daughter and I'm supposed to do that even if I have to put my own dreams aside. And he's like, "No, you got to live your own dreams and and live for yourself. he will understand." He goes, "No." And so she so she tells him off. And then it's the big night of his have her dad Ember's dad's retirement and she's gonna give a big speech or he's giving a big speech in front of the whole community and then wade shows up and says have, and he makes a big speech instead can you imagine anyways uh and it's like no we are together i do love you or you know we should be together and you should follow your dreams and all this stuff and her family is what is going on and and as that's happening all of the sewer systems that they had been investigating uh, kind of come to a head and explode, and water floods over all of Firetown, which you know the it was the immigrant community where they live, and their shop is going to be ruined, and Ember and Wade are trapped in their shop, um, and they're they're gonna die if they it's either it's too hot for him and he's gonna evaporate, and let uh, or but if she lets in the water, she'll get flooded, and you know. put out her fire and she'll die so it's like well we i'm and so wade's sacrificed himself like no you have to survive I'll, you know it's it's better that you live you know loving sacrifice kind of stuff you know you know uh so he does he dies and she's really sad but her family and everyone come and uh console her and they kind of like oh he was a good guy he wasn't a bad guy and then, wouldn't you know it, um, water starts dripping off from the ceiling where he evaporated. And he ended up, he didn't die. He just evaporated and soaked into the rock. And he's fine. Um, so, they both, uh, they both survive. Um, they're either fireworks or gunshots going out my apartment right now. Um, don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, she decides that she's going to go off to art school. Her dad accepts her. And says, I just want you to be happy. And her and Wade are going to sail away from Element City and explore the world and adventure and be themselves and mm, love each other. And, uh, I think that, yeah, you know, there's some, like, wind creatures and some earth people in there. some Somewhere <laughs> in there, you know. <laughs> um, but that was Elemental. Um... What a movie! What a summary! Yeah, Kev, you're our guest, so so tell us your your fiery thoughts on Elemental.
3: I don't know if I'd classify them as fiery. <laughs>
0: okay. Your watery thoughts?
3: They're Elemental. definitely watery. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Be, it's hard for me to imagine this movie whipping up strong emotions in people. Um, but I know that it has <laughs> <laughs> um, largely I, I have I, I think it's 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 lower tier Pixar for me uh, it it's like I have a lot of trouble squaring what the like the nature of the world that exists is it's really confusing when I think about it for any amount of time <laughs> yep. and um, the message that it's trying to convey I think I think I get the gist of what it's trying to say, but it gets really muddled under a lot of layers of things that don't need to be there or that confuse the message. So I really I wonder what people come away from this movie with because I think it's really not clear, not very clear at all, on what it's trying to say. But it is clear that it's trying to say something. <laughs> so um, I, I'm you know I'm interested in I, I'm I'm assuming the average moviegoer probably just goes to see it and. You know, it's just like, oh, that was fun. The kids liked it. Colorful, fun, fun gags, and I agree with all that. You know, and it it looks very nice, and there are some funny gags with the elemental people, I suppose. But um, I also I had trouble connecting with the characters, and I didn't understand the world or what the movie was trying to say. So I guess <laughs> I wouldn't call it a home run. I'd call it a a, a, a ground double,
0: ground out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Ryan, what, uh,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, um, Kev covered a lot of the kind of ambiguity, you know, on world building. I thought the world building was terrible, some of the laziest I've ever seen. Um, yeah, the message, I think we'll, we'll get, I'm sure we're going to dive deep underwater on that one. Um, but, uh, it was, yeah, certainly muddled is putting it lightly. Um, and I, there were some things I did like about it, but overall, my experience in the theater was a very painful one. I was just kind of like roll, either rolling my eyes or just be like, God, this thing needs to end. Um, but after, after watching it and kind of like, okay, is this movie really worthy of my scorn? Like, in and like kind of that pain subsided. Um, so I, I don't feel certainly as strongly as I did when I was like in the theater, um, which, I mean, this, that's not saying anything good, really. Saying, like, yeah, it's a very painful <laughs> experience, but the pain goes away. Um, <laughs> it's less bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, just, it's safe to say I did not like this movie. Um, I, I also had no ability to connect with the characters. Um, I, there are some things about the visual de- design of the film that I thought were interesting and, and at least something pretty to look at. Uh, but I don't have too many nice things to say about the movie other than that so yeah i'll leave it there sean what's
0: your take um yeah i mean pretty much everything you guys are saying i think i agree it's not a movie worthy of hate uh i i do think it's probably at least off the top of my head my least favorite pixar movie but it's not a movie that i like that that warrants you know active hate or something i'm not going to be going on message boards anytime soon and talking about how bad this movie is i don't care that much um is there a so movie
3: that would make you do that
0: no well i can't fair point yeah we're not really that yeah, those type of people I suppose, that type but. of people which thankfully we're not uh i feel That's um good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i think the other thing is maybe even beyond just like the pure like it, it, not the pure um but just the the badness or the the not greatness that i feel towards it is is more some of the is kind of baffling I'm more confused about so much of it not strictly the world building stuff which is very confusing but just like confused in terms of the filmmakers intent and what and how they were trying to do what they think they were trying to do or what they thought they were trying to do um which yeah we'll get into but like I think if I could summarize the three things that kind of like you guys said it was the characters but I think for me specifically it was the relationship between Wade and Ember I I Thought those characters were fine, but I just did not feel that relationship at all. Like not as a romantic relationship uh, to the point where it's like halfway through the film, I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." It's not about a romantic relationship, and then it is. Of yeah, like, yeah. oh, there was just no there was like just no chemistry. At least I didn't feel any of it until they just blatantly said like, "Oh, I like you," and we're gonna kiss. I guess now. Um, so that was one main thing, which. That didn't work and that it's hard to rest the movie on that and it not working. The world building, which, we, which we've which we all said and we'll get into. And then the last thing is, like you said, uh, Kev, was kind of the messaging being muddled. And I, I, I don't want to put it so specifically or so pointedly, but just for the sake of conveying and getting the ball rolling on what this conversation is, I think this film is kind of racist, and I don't mean that in a malicious, intentional way. As in, the filmmakers are racist. I don't. I don't think the filmmakers are racist. I don't think if you like this film, you're racist. I don't want anyone to have the worst day at their job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but do any uh, of
0: these? <laughs> yeah. I I just think that the world that is. is conveying, portraying, and as a film like this, an allegory, it is... I don't know how you could see this film and not take away very, very um, problematic views of how the world works. Our world works, right? Like, if this is what this is, you can't watch this for what it is and get the messages I think they want without also getting the messages that are the... uh, Racist, again, not like maliciously racist, just like saying, yeah, you know, segregation should happen. Like, I'm not, maybe there were people who thought segregation was not like, weren't like actively hateful that wanted segregation. But just the idea of segregation is a racist worldview. And I think that's what I mean when I say this film seems kind of racist in that way. Um, Which, yeah, we don't, we'll get into plenty more, but those are my overall thoughts.
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, let's start with the more fun stuff, I guess, and that is the world building, maybe. Yeah. And how bafflingly confusing and nonsensical this world is. Yeah, it's just so lazy.
2: You know, there's... Especially Pixar, who has a fairly good track record with kind of like, okay, we're going to make you believe that this this entire other world exists that consists of a, a society of toys or of cars, and which is saying kind of a lot, because cars is one of the laziest. It's just, yeah, yeah. okay, we're going to take the human world, and then the humans become cars, and we're done. Uh, <laughs> and, and honestly, that's what this is, too. Like, they just said, okay, we're just going to replace humans with, with these elemental things. Okay, well, wouldn't things work differently and operate differently if the world was organically built by creatures who didn't have thumbs <laughs> and you, like, why are they taking human shape why like why is anything in this world like it just feels so lazily like not even no thought put into it um and leads to a lot of which maybe that's okay because they're just using it as a metaphor but then when there are plot level contrivances yeah. that are dependent on a world that makes sense it, it really really falls apart um why are there water pipes
0: in, in the house of, of creatures that are made of fire to which yeah. it's lethal? It, yeah. It, it, there's a specific plot point where he, she, they're like, when they're investigating like, Oh, water should have been shut off to the yes. fire town. Like, why was there water going there at all, ever? And, okay, maybe they didn't originally build it for five, but her, her father did. Yes. She, he built that. Why did he build water pipes? There's a line in the house? movie that
2: specifically says, Ember, the daughter, is saying, My father built these pipes with his own hands. Why did he build pipes full of water in his own home? (laughs) I
3: don't know. Maybe, maybe, let me, I'm giving you a no prize answer. Maybe the idea was he wanted to accommodate any water-based customers that came in and they need water pipes for some reason. But that sure is a lot of work to go through for that purpose, especially when he's somebody who doesn't really like water folk
0: yeah right and, and then for them to then later say that oh there should be no water going to that section right. of the right yeah yeah, yeah. So. it's like both those statements
2: don't make sense in this world on their own and they make even less sense when thought about together
0: <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it uh, there's so many things like and then so sometimes it kind of works because you're talking about some of the not it doesn't work but it's like the gag kind of like oh that's a kind of a funny gag if they were people that were fire there would be the, look at this funny gag, and sometimes it's kind of chuckling, and you don't have to think about it. But then sometimes it's a gag that, like, wait, you just under you're undermining your own thing. Are you aware that this is made? late? Late in the film, they like have to break in. They're breaking into something, right? And so there's like a fence, and she, like he's water, so he just like waters through the fence. And she's fired, and she just burns through the fence. And then there's a line, and he goes like, "Oh, why do they even have fences at all?" And it's kind of yeah. like a gag it's like it, it, uh, it's supposed yeah, to right it's why? supposed to be this gag that they're
2: like <laughs> self-aware but that is almost like lazier than whole, than yeah. than not acknowledging it right because it's it's like they're saying like oh we're we're we know what we're doing we're aware this doesn't make sense we're even gonna make a joke about it but it's not enough to be self-aware like that is yeah. the laziest form of making a joke
0: and then also it's funny i was thinking like well what about the other types of Oh, air doesn't need fences either. Airs could just, like, walk through. Like So, it's like, it doesn't make sense. And then there's another scene where, like, she's looking through a keyhole or something like that. Or he is, and he just goes as water through a keyhole. So, it's like, why do they have locked doors? Why do they even have doors at all? Why is there locks?
2: (laughs) If anything, it's only affecting the Earth people, but we don't, I mean, maybe they don't care either. Maybe they can reshape their bodies, too. Like, it, it it's, again, this is so lazy. Like, yeah, we're just gonna take human artifacts and those are still mm. gonna be here. But then there's these creatures that have no use for them.
1: Yeah.
3: Well uh, I it's... mean obviously it's to make the world feel more familiar to the viewer. Um, sure. which yeah great, but it I mean there have to be a lot of people out there who are watching this and having these same thoughts and just being like, why why does why does this why does any of this function the way it does? It almost feels like to me like this world was something else (laughs) you know it's probably something very different when they set out to write this story and then i would guess that somebody saw this and was like or maybe a studio Zach was like no one's gonna want to watch this movie about these weird concepts you have to make them more human like make this represent human society
0: yeah i could kind of maybe see that like it's early early stages where it was a world that felt more thought out and more like you know, a world, <laughs> uh, because now there it's like every sequence, every scene. And it's not even just like, um, the little gags or like the logistics behind stuff, but like, even it, it reflects on the characters sometimes like in bad ways. Like there's the scene where they're trying to figure out where the water's coming from. And like, well, if we, if we get up on the roof, we could get a higher view. And then she like uses her like, like, flame to make a hot air balloon, right? And they, so they kind of rise above the city and they can see where the the water, the canals are going and stuff. And it's kind of cool, but it's also like, wait, you are a fire thing. You would know, like, you're the first person or that's like, it's a revelation you invented, let hot air rises. You, like that, like, like, what? Like, I don't know. It's like, if if humans just all of a sudden now, in our current day and age, just discovered that our fingers could grab things. It's like, what, what do you, like, <laughs> what? And like, we're impressed. Like, if I'm having dinner with someone, and she reaches for a glass, and I'm impressed that she could pick up the glass with her fingers. I'm like, Whoa! that's amazing good like whoa you're so special It's like what what do you mean we're humans we've lived that like if you're a fire creature you know you create heat it's not a you know you melt sand that's how is that a revelation how is that a, a, a like a a cool crazy unique thing everyone can do that all the time that's what fire does yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, <laughs> um
2: <laughs> yeah one I, I, one this note uh, as i was watching the film kind of observing these things that didn't make sense like you're saying sean is just i'm imagining myself as a fire person or no okay i'm imagining myself as a human being as i am so it didn't take much imagination but um (laughs) but just being always surrounded by lava (laughs) that's what it would be like to be a water person or a fire person because They have a tram that for some reason cascades water everywhere as it drives by <laughs> murdering fire people as it does so. Like that that is just their neighborhood town. Like you are just yep, we're always at all times surrounded by lava.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, they're like Gorons then. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> oh, man, I should have mentioned how much I've been playing to Tears the kingdom during the chunk fire, but like everyone on this podcast, I've been playing a lot, a lot of it.
2: Oh, I haven't. Uh, so. Well, I guess
3: like Sean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I will. But I will. Uh, yeah. Um,
3: but um, yeah, not to get us too off track, I I agree that that the fact that at just about every turn there's something that will kill a fourth of the population <laughs> yes. of this yes. city. That's insane. Like, why Why would this... Like, they should be segregated because they will all kill each other. Just yes, accidentally. Right.
0: That's exactly what... I mean, we'll get to that when we maybe right. go further into that stuff. But yes, it's intrinsically... The world building that they set up is intrinsically... Like, that's why I think it's, it's a poor premise. It's a flimsy premise. And right. unless you purposely set out to acknowledge that and address it... It is going to be racist. It's going to yeah. be talking... You're, you're going to be justifying segregation in some way. Obviously, you know, these aren't, like, you know, human races, but they obviously are supposed to be. That's what this movie is about. Right. So, I don't know. Um, and then, so there's a couple other things, too, that also undermine, like, the threat and stake. So, there's a scene, like, halfway through the movie when they're, like, again, doing some investigation, and they're... She melts the door so that it, you know, it blocks the water. And like this cascade of water comes by, and they're like, oh no, we're in danger. Well, maybe you are, Ember, because you're a fire person. Why are you in danger? I don't understand. I don't under- like sometimes, like the water rushes by them and they get swept away in the water. Oh, yeah. And he's holding on for dear life as if he's going to die if he gets swept away in the water. He is a water person. We are introduced to him as a character coming out of a pool of water that is not all just him. So why is this a threat to him in this scene?
2: I was confused by that as well. Like it 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 goes back to like oh you're the first fire person that realized that he that like heat or warm air rises. Yeah. It's like wait, you're a water person. You you already know you can can join with
0: liquid. Yeah. Like I do all- His whole apartment is, his whole family is a flooded building of them living in a pool of water.
2: I know. It reminds me of the last time I went to my girlfriend's house and her parents (laughs) lived in uh, an apartment full of lava everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I was fine with it. That is (laughs) tiptoed
0: on little, they just gave you a little inflatable pulley, a little inflatable chair thing to sit on. You're fine. Um, and that's another thing, another element of the world. So, okay, so let's say you you have a, a an entire species that is water. Why why do they live in skyscrapers? Do a little bit of like creative yeah. thinking. Oh, they all should live in bowls as houses or cups or right? Like, why are they in twenty floors? They how do they get the water up there? Why are they getting the water up there? Why are they living in skyscrapers? That's what I mean. It's the most laziest. Like, like, come on, just put a little bit of interesting thought into how a water. Creature would actually want to live. They would be the water would go to the bottom, so they'd be in bowls, and maybe that instead of roads, they would be like little streams that they they flow downhill to to get their jobs. I don't know, right? Like there, there's that's creative. Not oh, it's just a normal human building that they put water in on the twentieth floor. What? What? <laughs> well, I mean,
3: isn't that the idea, though, of Elemental City, is that it's designed to hold all of the elements, so that way, I guess it makes sense to make domiciles I... that are equally inaccessible to all <laughs> of them? That yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. To make a world that's designed for humans, and it's perfectly awful for any other, like, element, I guess. Yeah. That, that, that's... <laughs> Uh, this, yeah, yeah, all, all that the, all this stuff. It is
2: like the sort of like the stadium that they go to see a, a sporting event, and it's like these clouds that are like battling mm. in the air, which like okay, cool, cloud people, that makes sense. They can fly around. It's it's like you know it's the Harry Potter thing, mm. whatever that's called. Um, Quidditch. What is it called? Quidditch. Quidditch. Thank you. Quidditch. But then all the spectators are stupidly sitting in chairs, like <laughs> yeah. including the cloud people. Like what? This is, like this is just. They, they they thought about it for like one second and said, "Oh, because they're clouds, they can play soccer in the air." And then that's as far as I got. They said, "Like,
0: well, <laughs> what about the audience members? Like, can they see what's going on?" Um, they're, they have do they have butts. I mean, do clouds have butts? That like chairs are designed because they're like, with vertebrae. It, right. Like, like when we design chairs for cats, we don't make human chairs. Exactly. Right. Yes, that's so a, actually would... that's a, that's the best <laughs> metaphor
2: t- so far. <laughs> cats don't have chairs
3: (laughs) what I mean how how would they go to view this sporting event it's hard to even imagine (laughs) like what what that would what that would look like if they don't have like butts in the same way that human beings do
2: I like the idea that because like water takes any shape they could be suspended in like globes right in like bulbs and they can be positioned like All the way around, like, you know, above, below, on the side, and it's like in these little bulbs all the way, like decorating everything. Can I imagine that? Yeah. That's what what I'm imagining. And then fire can.
0: I don't know. (laughs) That's as far as I got. There's like. The fire has like uh, fireplaces or something. I don't know. I mean, that's still a human kind of conceit, but at least it's a place where fire is in our human world, not on chairs. Yeah,
3: just little piles of f- logs <laughs> that they can all burn on. Yes.
0: Yeah, Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Logs. Oh my God, it's right there. See, like we're... I, don't, I, I, I have to believe that conversations like this had to have happened, but it was either like, oh, this is too complicated. All right, we have to just make it the most basic dumb thing ever. Or, or like you said, Kev, maybe it was like some, uh, a mandate it was like, no, this is, you're, you're, it, it's too creative. <laughs> Make it less creative.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I also feel like that is a lot to just have the, the viewer take on faith, you know, that they're going to understand what they're seeing. Like, oh, this is supposed to be sure. like a sports stadium, but there's a bunch of glasses with, that are, and there's no chairs, and there's like these logs that just have fires on them. I don't understand what I'm seeing. Is this supposed, how is this supposed to be a sports stadium? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they dug themselves gonna... into that hole by having this concept. Yeah, the is, movie. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, that's, I think that kind of gets to the heart of it is, okay, if if you want a movie that is the concept that is elemental things that are beings, people, whatever. Okay. That, okay. That's interesting. Let me see that. Yeah. Okay, the movie you showed me was not that. The movie you showed me was just a normal movie, but they looked like fire and wa- like I don't, like it just feels like they didn't actually do what the premise was. Yeah, I've, in which case why even make them elemental?
3: I feel like creatures? the movie could have it it I think if it really wanted to make us understand the world, it should have spent like another hour explaining things <laughs> yes. because like, it just it just tosses you into this place and says, oh, these are basically humans, but there's a few quirks that make them slightly different from humans. <laughs> but, you know, if they really wanted to make, to, like, focus on the elemental thing, they could have, like, really drilled down and, like, come up with cool ways to visually represent that. But it's also, like, yeah. there's a trade-off because they also want to make a, you know, swallow, you know, a movie that you can swallow that's less than two hours and that anyone can go watch and understand what's going on. And, you know, on that front, I think they've succeeded that you could show this to a child and they'll be like, I recognize yeah, this. Can, this looks yeah. like my life, just slightly different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I. It reminds me of a, like, I'm trying to think of, I guess, I was trying to think of other films that maybe have done something maybe more successfully in this regard, right? And I've thought about this film. Uh, this reminded me a lot of this film what, is Zootopia. And you now it's slightly different, right? Because animals aren't as crazy as elements yeah. being personified. But I think Zootopia is a good example of how you can take a concept that's this premise of ooh, they're animals are people. But I think that film actually does a really good they it, it 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 seems to me that they did think about they did spend the time to actually develop what a world would look like if it was like animals became sentient and self-aware and had jobs and language and stuff. And the way the city, it's again, just one city, but they kind of have it broken up into the different biomes and they have the different small for the smaller animals and the small, like, right? Like, yeah, I I think that is maybe not that that film is perfect by any means. And there's probably plenty of things world building that are kind of silly, but it at least it doesn't like those things aren't shoved into your face and the stuff that is world building is done really well in the background of of the core investigation and character stuff um, yeah so I, I don't know just a comparison i think yeah i think it, it is um, a,
2: at least it's certainly a better example of world building where they don't you know they don't need to spend a whole lot of time giving you exposition yeah. about the world you get to kind of experience it along with our our main characters as they go through their yeah. investigation and, and i that's the kind of thing i like right where you can kind of just see it and experience it to understand it and yeah. and it does seem like this world was that that is to say the world of zootopia was at least thought about and adapted okay well what would happen if we had all these large yeah. animals and small animals and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah how would they how
0: would a society form around that um so i, th- I think a thing too that kind of even conveys that there's there's so many sequences in this film where it feels like the characters who are supposedly have lived their lives in this city in this world are acting as if they're the audience as if they're surprised and discovering these things for the first time i mean going back to a little bit what i was saying about the hot air and fine and so but it just seems like there's so many of those things happening throughout this film that these characters don't even feel like they live in this right world. they
2: need right they don't feel like true um you know, residents of this world. They like, yeah.
0: And, and there's other small things too. Like inconsistency is another big thing. Like there's the scene where she, they're on a montage going on dates and she goes to try to drink something, but it evaporates right away. Right. Like the water that she's trying to drink, but then other times they touch and the water hits her and it splashes her and it doesn't evaporate. Again, I, I'm not saying that any of this, in and of itself, is like the end of the world, whatever. But I think just all of this collectively add together. And then the big thing to for me is going back to kind of the stakes. Is so are are they? Is everyone just like immortal or something? Like, why is he not dead? Did do they not know that you? Do water people not know that they could evaporate and come back? Like it's again, I think people would know that if they could. And it, it, it undermines that entire scene, I think, too, that he just is fine. Yeah, like, I don't I, know. Like, I, I had a big issue with that.
2: Yeah, there was—I mean, there was never a doubt that he was actually dead. But no, I was—it was, uh, I was yeah. always like that thing, like, okay, do be bold, do something, and it's meaningful. And I mean, yeah, it's a happy kids movie. They have to have their cake and eat it too. But um, yeah, it again, it, yeah, it's like, oh, I guess no one knew that you could do that. Like, no, and also. <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit like no fire and water people have ever touched i like, that's never happened yeah um yeah it, it, yeah i mean i don't know
1: I
0: don't,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean are you, you're talking specifically about how he says that their chemistry changed when they touched or whatever um I mean, maybe nobody's ever touched for as long as they did, or maybe nobody's ever touched with the same intent that they did with loving intent, you know, I mean, fire and water person. Um, I don't know. And as for the guy evaporating, as for Wade evaporating, my understanding was just that he evaporated all but like a little drop that was on the ceiling and that they didn't see. So they just assumed that he was all gone, but there's still a little drop of him left. That was my reading of that scene. Yeah
0: I mean yeah I kind of took that too but I guess what I'm saying is then then like it, but has that never like they didn't know that, that that they could that they could just as long as there's a drop of them left he's fine <laughs>
3: Yeah, no. Yeah, just I'm laughing because you're just making me think of this horrifying world where just like this is constantly happening. Just like this <laughs> exactly. human beings are just evaporating. And like, I mean, I'm just saying
0: that, like, as as a species, as humans, we very very quickly had to understand what killed us. Yeah, right. Like we right. like so it just is completely. And I'm not saying I want a deep anthropological dive into what how water people live and die in specific. But I, I just feel like something like that is like that that really that's never. It's like if like humans, we didn't know we died if our heads got cut off or something. Like I, I think we'd know. I think we knew that pretty fairly early I on. well, I
3: mean, don't you think that they did understand and they they did understand that he evaporated and that there could be some of him left and they just didn't see it they just assumed that he was all gone just because of
0: I'm, the way I the room maybe. is that was my
3: assumption but i don't I, know.
0: I see what you're saying okay 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 maybe i i didn't get the impression that they knew that he would still be fine after evaporating but they didn't ever explicitly you know explicitly say otherwise so yeah okay i, I could yeah, maybe plausible. See, yeah. see where you're coming from there um also like there's a scene where like or the little earth thing that likes ember the little earth kid oh yeah whatever that guy was or something. he's growing he's growing so how do how do plants grow on earth people are they pouring water are water people like well i think like water i think there's two things.
2: things like water can exist that isn't sentient in this world okay yes i, I think yes okay so water also, is
3: essentially it... the great link
2: I, I was thinking about yes. that. This. Like, <laughs> it, can water people like conjoin and just become gooey together?
0: I guess. Well, like his Wade's family, multi. Some of them were all in the house pool. They weren't maybe necessarily together. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you think about fire, though, too, fire people, fire joins, air joins, everything joins. Yeah. So, all All these things yeah. could join.
3: how are children made in this world
0: i I, I would also ask myself that question because i was like oh man are they gonna because you know in
2: in the post animatics where it's like the the 2d animation i was like oh no are they gonna show them have not not,
0: oh no i just mean like are they gonna show them having a kid what is what does this mean (laughs) what would that be yeah what is a baby fire how is a baby fire born
3: yeah
0: (laughs) i mean she did she was pregnant so her stomach was larger. Does she like? Is yeah. There a womb? Is there a fetus? Yeah, man. <laughs> if they if they fetus? hadn't
3: shown the fire mom with a pregnant belly, I wouldn't have thought about this. But they made that choice, and yes, like... that's
0: what I'm saying. Is like, why did you show that? Yeah. It, it's all it does is create questions. <laughs> but, yeah, but no one wants to think about. It. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to show us her big pregnant belly. We would have been fine believing that a crazy fire being was pregnant if you said oh we're gonna have little firelings or you know embers or whatever yeah and i was
2: kind of thinking like okay well fire itself doesn't have like mass right it so it's like oh okay yeah. so they wouldn't they're like weightless almost they're like weightless entities kind of, or something i was like oh but then okay, but okay never mind her belly is is full of a baby so <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
3: but you know on the flip side Everyone who watches this understands what a pregnant belly looks like. I get, yeah,
0: Whereas... I, I, I think you're right. on. That's definitely something that probably I wasn't thinking enough about. It's just like the visual recognition of familiarity. And yeah, yeah. I guess that's powerful. It, it still just begs the question then. It's just like, why do elements? Like... Yeah, I think just yeah. It's,
3: yeah. it's a flawed concept that never should have made it past yeah. the initial idea. But yeah. it did, and they ran with it um (laughs) because you know i'm sure that the younger kids who this is kind of geared towards they probably aren't asking these same questions they're not wondering like how did the fire lady become pregnant what's a what's a fire (laughs) wiener look like or whatever (laughs) 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 Um, but they do know what a pregnant belly is you know so yeah that's true that's
0: true
2: um, I actually what did not ask myself what a wiener looks like, but now I am, Kevin. Kev.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah,
2: appreciate it. <laughs> um, a couple more notes on the world building, although we've been on this note for a while. But just uh, just a couple quick little notes that fish exist in this world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I know they? that's not a big
3: thing. Huh? What are they?
2: Are they what
3: are they <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly what what are fish like how come no one's freaking out like
0: what are these things they're it's not fire or earth or you know anyway that was just. A do small... they think they're like parasites do the water people think they're parasites or something it would be as
2: weird for us to see a sentient being made of flame right like oh my it would blow our mind yeah. and just entire concept <laughs> yes. of reality of yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a a carbon based bio like mass thing that has cells and a heart and a circulatory system. Right. What is this thing that's swimming around? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um I had something else <laughs> that I wanted to complain about. <laughs> oh, this is uh, well, oh go for it. I was like yeah, last note maybe is well, I guess this is kind of getting into more of the thematic stuff, but like so so the fire people eat The Earth people. (laughs) Oh my god! Something, right? They they're consuming all the little fire sticks to kind of refuel themselves and
0: stuff. Yeah, but but those are the Earth people. I don't know. I mean, if you're states of matter, like dude, that's what I'm saying. The concept of eating shouldn't factor into like, if you're a ball of dirt, you don't eat things. Yeah, if you're like, I don't know, it.
3: I mean, obviously, yeah, we understand that flames need fuel, but earth, air, and water don't need fuel. Yeah. Right. So Exactly. I don't understand.
2: (laughs) I don't either. Yeah, that's the whole
0: thing with this dumb world that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, One thing that I was, like, kind of as the film was going in the middle of the film there's some fire in the sky um as i was like in the middle of it as they're investigating i was actually kind of uh hopeful and kind of like into for a while the potential of what i thought was going to happen and that is oh we're investigating why is the water flowing here what's going on here and i was like ooh, is it going to be some like chinatown like water right some like ooh some nefarious under you know yeah. machinations and forces and this political maneuvering and 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 they're gonna an opportunity to address some of the actual seemingly you know racial things going on in this film uh, uh no it was just a boat kind of splashes water yeah goes no, I like, thought this, what that was their big plot thing i was so disappointed yeah, like, i that. thought
2: the same thing because it, it Wade on two occasions yeah. It, he, like, smells the water and says, oh, there's, like, motor oil. I was like, oh, yeah. what does this yeah. mean? So, there's some, uh, you know, nefarious force at work that is that blew up this dam, which they never solved that either. I don't, like... Yeah, right, how come that dam door was blown was up? Old. And... Yeah,
0: no explanation. Um, just...
2: But, yeah, so I was like, oh, that's how they're going to fall in love. They're going to go on this investigation together and then, and yeah. then call, and, you know, in through solving it, they're going to have, like, good relationship stuff happen. And, yeah, I thought it was going to be something about that, too, Sean, where it was like, oh, yeah, it looks like the sl- the racial overtones, like, oh, the fire people yeah, are living and in then the you have like... and yeah and something about that. But, n- no, it was just, again, poor city planning. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Let's build. Uh, let's make some uh, canals go through this part of the town that will kill the people who live in that part of the town. <laughs> yes, I don't. It, it, it's
2: so baffling and
0: and just a missed opportunity. If you know, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, imagine, yeah, again, like, Chinatown, or you, like, businesses, the, the rights of water, or they're trying to, like, push the, the fire people out of the city by accidentally, quote-unquote, having water flow the wrong way, and and the earth people are, are you know, the politicians are in collusion with the, the air, you know, priests or something. I don't know, right? Like, there's a there's potential cool opportunity for stuff going on there, but as a boat. Why are there boats? Why do they even have boats? Why, like... I don't know. I mean, I guess the Earth people need boats, but the Earth, that's it. Everything's just for the Earth people, I think. That's the
3: whole... <laughs> yeah. The Earth people are just a footnote in this movie, too. Again, almost none of them.
0: Yeah. There's, like, one one of them, one, they're one of the characters, like, his supervisor, is and that's kind of it. He's an Earth person. And, and, and the, little little kid. Kid. Yeah. the little kid. And the little
3: kid. Keeps growing flowers uh, out his armpits.
0: Which, which Ember
2: destroys. <laughs> yeah, I know, she kills that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess one note, just, Sean, you had made a note about um, you didn't really buy their falling in love kind of thing, and uh, yeah, yeah it, right. was, it was pretty shallow. Um, hey. But I thought what they were going to do is—I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, I take it that was not intentional. No, it was. That's right. It was. Oh. Poly- <laughs> um uh i thought it was going to be something where they couldn't ever touch like they maybe would try but then realize it it actually wouldn't work but but their love was strong enough to overcome that and i think that would have said maybe something different message wise i don't know if it better or worse but i think it would have been something inch more maybe Uh, interesting Interesting i think to explore um and also it would make me it it reminded me of pushing daisies which is one of my favorite shows of all time i don't know if you guys have ever seen that show um But it is. It's. It's. uh, Brian Fuller, uh, who I believe you guys are a fan of. Yeah, love him. Based on his work, yeah. Um, You should watch it. It's fantastic. Um, But it is, uh, amongst other things, the main characters who are in love can never touch. um, For reasons that are. Mm. Yeah. And it's super compelling and super heartwarming. It's one of my favorite shows. I was like, oh man, that would have been so great if they. You know, did this in a Pixar film and just made it as equally heartwarming and lovely. Anyway, that they didn't do that, so I guess it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine.
0: Or like Rogue and Gambit. I
2: can't oh yeah, that's good too.
3: It's also a plot element in the show Legion. So there's no shortage of shows. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, where it's... people can't touch and they're in love. Um, and you know that's a good point because I was gonna say they kind of wrote themselves into a corner by making this romance where they physically can't touch each other but it's worked up it's worked before (laughs) you know uh, you know it's it's not necessarily that's not the only thing that's keeping it from being believable and um i don't it's it's hard for me to pinpoint what what else would be a contributing factor but i think just the fact that i don't really get much of a sense of either of these characters i think i just they all feel they like both of the main characters feel like they're really painted in very broad strokes but i never really understood either of them. I mean, I get yeah. They're they're like really broad motivations, but I don't understand why they're drawn to each other really that much at all.
0: Yeah, with I guess her she's a little bit more fleshed out I feel than Wade. Wade I feel he cries a lot. less like he cries yeah. a lot and that's like his that's the only personality trait. And yeah. She kind of says how generous he is and there's the scene where he starts the wave, right? Right. He's like, "Okay, I I and she falls in love with them because of those. But I, I never got a sense that they were like actually attracted to each other. They, they just were the both the main characters. I mean, and,
3: it's hard to imagine uh, why they would be attracted to each other because they yes. both literally will kill each other. I know by touching, <laughs> right. So what causes that physical attraction? I wonder.
0: And and also like even personal like even intellectually, or mo- like I, 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 I never saw that like. She was like drawn to him, even if she like yeah. didn't like it. She was still like, "Ooh, I, I kind of do like." I never got that sense. It was just like, "Oh yeah, he's a he's a friendly guy. Yeah, I'm hanging out." But really, you, you, I, I guess they love each other. I mean, I, I guess not all love has to be like so romantically melodramatic. But it, I was hoping that it was just going to be like a platonic relationship, and that, like, oh, that's kind of like, it's uh, that's, uh, that's kind of unique. Uh, just a, uh, and it just felt very kind of forced in there to me. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, and yeah, like you said, it's not you know it's not like they need to give us exactly objective reasons, but it it yeah. is, is it is harder to swallow when it's like okay, her personality is she clearly values hard work, dedication, mm. uh, loyalty, those kinds of things, right? I think that's with her family structure where you know they're very close and and you, it, she's demonstrated that by her commitment to the shop and her father and her family as opposed to wade who um he, he says that he's just kind of like a drifter in terms of yeah. like his career he has no commitment he's willing to break the rules because he doesn't care about his job um i don't it just feels like that would like would that be attractive to her someone who's not driven and kind of i mean uh, yeah.
0: i could see it as like one of those opposites attract right and but yeah. i think they needed to play that into like it, it it was not apparent enough. I need mean, they needed to play harder into that angle. If that was what they were going for. Yeah. Cause it, it came across as too just middling to me for it to be effective. Um, and I don't even think it was, ne- that's the other thing is I don't think that like this story was needed for it to be romantic. I think this, the story that they were telling and their characters would have worked even if they were just really good friends. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it needed to be that like they were in love.
2: Yeah, actually, agreed. And and if they still wanted to kind of play that card where they needed to touch, there could have been any number of scenarios in which, yeah. like, oh, yes. we need them to interact or, or that can be come into play. Um, yeah. They, they didn't do that. And it, it, as it was, what did them touching contribute exactly? Because if, if the a conflict in the story is that they cannot touch, then their touching must be then meaningful, right? So what did them? It's like they they oh we can't touch and then they did and then it's like okay well I I, I guess that is is not a conflict anymore.
0: Um, I'm trying to remember a little bit. I'm I, I would uh, to play Devil's Advocate. I would say maybe just for her, it was a character moment for her, like a character um, turning point. Was it though? Because yeah. yes. immediately after that she rejects him. Well, I think yeah she rejects him be well. Yeah. Um. Because she's afraid, I guess. Yeah. Of. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just like trying to kind of work through potentially seeing. Yeah.
3: They literally changed their chemistry when they touched. Yeah. So I guess that's what changed. I don't know why that matters. Like you were saying, I don't know why it's relevant to anything. (laughs) But it is what they say.
2: Yeah, it, you're right. It is what they say, and I thought that was like interesting that he said that line. I was like, "Oh, cool! What what is that going to mean?" And then they don't ever really go back to it, um, so I don't know what that means.
3: Yeah, no <laughs> idea. I'm assuming it means that they can touch, and who knows, maybe they can have fire water babies. I don't know. What is the implication there? <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: exactly. I, what is what? yeah? See, what fire and water? That would be steam, or or would that be
0: lava?
3: Air babies? Is that how air is made? Yeah. Oh. So and
0: love is like earth. So that's how. So they would either create earth or air babies. Weird. That would be. That's that's a. There's some world building right there. Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> um, well, we've been uh, dancing around it for most of the conversation, but I feel um, hey, well, let's hey, let's jump into it sure. and talk about the giant problematic thing in this room and that is it it's it's bad it's probably this movie's pro ethno state this movie's pro segregation yeah. uh i mean i know it's not actively that i know it's not like set out to make a film that is that but it the way that this world is set up you it, it can't be anything but that it and you we've said it multiple times Fire and water literally cannot exist at the same place. Like they, they, water kills fire, fire kills water, or you know evaporates it. Yeah. So if you're making a film about cultures and immigrants and blending of cultures and and this idea as a metaphor for humans, obviously, I mean, we're, we are humans. This we are the intended audience. Yeah. And the idea of you know immigrants and cultures mixing and disenfranchisement there is no other way to take that then these things must be separated well because i mean or at least again separated like
2: if the world if, if the world wanted to paint a picture in which they didn't need to be separated uh like geographically as you're sean as you're indicating that that is the reality of this film then the world needs to have adapted to allow them to coexist like if they're riding on the subway or on that train if they're riding on the train together they there needs to have been affordances such that they can do so but as it is not only does water kill fire but fire kills earth we see it yeah. multiple times in the film where she blows up an earth person. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. There's there's lots of like are we supposed to be laughing at this? Was Look, like, I wasn't it, laughing it, at it like, this is horrible. <laughs> If there is, let's say there is a murderer in this world, what would this murderer be doing to the different elements to kill them? And how would it differ than what we've seen in this film? I mean, that's a good point.
2: Because as we've seen, it seems like only fire can really die. Just get entirely extinguished. It seems like water is essentially immortal.
0: Yeah, and it's vague with their earth and air. Because we don't get enough of them in general. Yeah, I guess air would be hard to, to, to beat. (laughs) <laughs> I'm um, I'm never thinking about how to kill all these elements. <laughs> well, as you know, RPG players, it, yeah, that's true, second nature, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, obviously, that is not great, but I think there's something even deeper here than just that idea of oh, elements need, should, or you know, can't really coexist, and that is, <clears throat> you know, black people, Chinese people, Asians, Indians mexicans americans europeans canadians whatever we do not kill other cultures when we stand next to them if a norwegian person stands next to a south african person nothing happens they can coexist and that i think is the more nefarious again not necessarily intentional but the more nefarious thing is by having these creatures be physically different it subconsciously reinforces the idea that human races are different on some level other than cultural. And that is a very, 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 very bad viewpoint. That is what Tucker Carlson thinks. That's what, you know, right-wing crazy neo-Nazis think, that white people must be separated and Jews must be separated and black people must be separated because we are so different biologically that we cannot coexist. And this film is not agreeing with the crazy neo Nazis per se, but it is put painting a world that supports that worldview. Does that make any sense?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, well, I think that that does make sense. And what you're supposed to take away from the movie is they find a way around that. You know, obviously they find out that they actually can mix, and that their fears were unfounded—that water and fire can actually touch. Um, but that happens at the end of the movie and it's almost like they've li- they've lived their entire, like culture's histories without having ever tried that, which is strange. You know, they've never, yeah, no one's yeah. ever discovered this. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, there's, there's a difference between like, I don't understand this other culture cause they're different and, um, I literally need to stay away from this other being because I will die if I go near them. I mean, those are yes, two different things. <laughs> um, and to equate the two is kind yeah. of, it is kind of a weird, It. I mean, I understand and I like the idea of making a metaphor to kind of boil the idea down to something simple that can be understood by anyone. But I mean, so I guess I'm putting myself in the shoes of like, I'm a younger child and if I'm watching this, then I'm I'm going to understand like, The main thing I'm going to take away is they thought that they could never get along and never be friends because they're fire and water. But in the end, they do. They do find a way to get along and to be friends and to you know even be in love. So I mean that that on a very basic, simple level, that is I think what a young child is going to take from this. It's when you get into a lot of the like nitty gritty stuff where it it really seems to be hammering home the idea of these being different ethnicities. That's where it starts to feel strange to me, like the things that it does to bring in a larger audience in on that idea of these being segregated peoples. That's where I start to feel weird about it. Like, yeah, why are the yeah. why are the fire people why are why do they have to clearly be Asians? Why is and why yeah why that I didn't a thing
0: right? I would have and been, the water people are clearly like waspy, yeah, you know.
3: They read as white, Caucasian, or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah exactly. exactly. That's what I mean.
2: Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I think that's a good point. Actually, I think it would have gone a lot further. Just like again, just being being inventive and creative, um, and just it's yes, it's it's important to establish that they're distinct culturally, right? To make their point, um, but it,
0: yeah, it doesn't need to read so one to one like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I think the one to oneness is kind of the bigger issue, and I mean, we talked about Zootopia a little bit, and I want to bring it up again because I think this is another example where I think Zootopia does a better job with that. And on retrospect, I think there's some elements of Zootopia that you know maybe actually don't aren't like great, but I think one of the reasons it succeeds is that it doesn't have a one to one metaphor for the animals and human cultures or races yeah and specifically the predator and prey they actually do a good job of not making like no this is not supposed to be specifically minorities you know and you know the dominant class or anything like that it it kind of goes back and forth where they talk about even the history of how the prey were always subjugated by the predators and now like right like so with that there's a little bit of Disconnect from the human, and it allows us to then project our own meaning on that. And I think it works much better. Plus, Zootopia, another example of as much as maybe you know their nature of a, a lion would eat a rabbit in their history. A lion still does not kill a rabbit just by standing there. That, yeah. I mean, like, that's why I'm saying intrinsically they do not make each other not exist.
2: <laughs> right. Um, also, Kevin, you made uh, Kevin you made a good point about. Um, you know just the idea of these these two cultures to these two peoples getting along and even fall in love I, I think th- that made me realize that well if, if young folks are going to watch this as you say um, I mean they are going to watch this I, I don't need you to tell me that <laughs> there have. was plenty of crying babies <laughs> in my theater um, yeah. but it, I think if that's the message they're walking away with I don't I think the filmmakers have done those audience members a disservice in that these I can get along with you know like, like just picking you know die, you know opposed races or just whatever historically that oh these two people can get along if they fall in love right that's not good it, it, like yeah. I mean, there's a lot of tension in different parts of the world, blah, 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 but people can get along. It doesn't – like, love doesn't need to be the key. And when I mean love, I mean romantic love. And romantic love is a very specific kind of love that there is a large, tall barrier to entry um, that need not be uh, surmounted to achieve getting along. Yes. And coexistence. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right? Like they we're even talking specifically about the touching and like right. when, the touching, the, all the t- when they <laughs> touch and they change the chemistry. Like, okay, that's great for you guys, but that is you know on a larger scale that's bad. If right. if the only solution we could find our differences is people have to fall in love. Like, okay, we have a flawed system, yeah. and I know they it's not they're not being so cynical about it, and they kind of paint a little more collectively wholesome picture at the end when all the different elements are kind of intermingling a little bit more but it comes across as very like lip servicey like not earned at all it's like these two think people fell in love now it solved racism like that, that again that's a very green booky way yes. of like thinking of race relations like that's not that's it's just like uh, yeah. it's, it's also going
2: of... back to Zootopia, it's the rabbit and the fox. They don't fall in love, right? They're they're yes. it's platonic. Yeah, right?
0: that's a reason. I, that's another reason I think that yeah. relationship works really well. And I really cool. like that also, relationship
2: because it, it feels yeah. genuine. And like I, I feel like I would. Like, oh man, these yeah. are just good friends. I wish I had a friend. And like that this. film
0: actually has a plot that is about, you know, like machinations and corrupt politicians and right. the powers manipulating and for, like, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, I, The more I was thinking about this elemental, uh, the more I was comparing it to Zootopia and, like, what I think Zootopia did a better job on almost every element for that sure. I had issues with. Oops, this. element. Um, and not
3: didn't do a better job with making characters <laughs> yes, who are elements, <laughs> though.
0: <laughs> yes, I guess that's the one thing it failed <laughs> on. Um, uh, and and even kind of what you're, to your point, Kev, about, like, yeah, I if I kind of squint and try to give them the benefit of the doubt of, like, yes, they're trying to show, like, even things that are so different can still find commonality and connection, I still, I, and I'm just going to keep beating this dead horse, I still think when you're dealing with humans... I know they're talking about elements, but as art and as human audience, when you're dealing with humans, that is still, you're already losing by paint, by posing this argument to begin with. We have, as as humans, we are not different. White people are not different than black people. Asians are not different than uh, Europeans. South Americans are not different than Canadians, right? Like, to even say that they are to begin with is already wrong. So... It's nice to then say like, oh, see differences can over overcome everything. But if you are already if your premise is we are biologically different than these, it's I I, I don't care how uplifting the message is at the end, it's still a wrong message to begin with. Like I don't know how to articulate it, th- but okay. I, I think I'm clear. I, hope so that so makes I, th- sense. I think
3: maybe the reason that I'm not quite so bothered by that is because I don't see it as being such an intentionally one to one comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and I think that the mo- the problem is that the movie does kind of invite that one-to-one comparison. Yeah. Um and I mean I think that the re- the way the reason that it does invite that is because it also is kind of showing us deliberately how these elements do represent actual cultures on earth. Like it like I I don't know if necessarily I would want to make the Compare like the one-to-one comparison saying that, like, these... No, I don't saying, know if this I... This is saying yeah. that, 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 you know, Asians and white people can't mix. That's what this movie is saying. And it's saying that yeah. it's physically impossible. I wouldn't necessarily want to make that if they weren't going out of their way to make sure that we know that the fire people are Asians. <laughs> and <laughs> right. Right. Yes, like, right. that's
0: right. Like, it's too apparent. And even if it wasn't so specifically asian or you know even maybe like mid middle eastern i think too to an extent yeah it it very clearly is a minority disenfranchised population yeah and a empowered you know uh more uh, whatever hegemonic uh culture mm-hmm. that is at odds right so even that being that specific already allows us to paint too too closely a one-to-one ratio with our own culture uh and yeah i just think that it's just like uh, i don't uh, how and as the film was going on and on i was like okay this is too obvious they they're gonna have to adjust this is gonna be what the movie's about and i was hoping by the end there was gonna be some like revelation or some like actual maybe not so much a twist but the 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 actual message being oh we are actually all the same element i mean it it wouldn't have made any sense already no, in a world building but that, I like sense. where you're going But that's with the that. actual mess. That's what the actual message should be. Oh, we are actually not different other than these very surface level things that we perceive to have meaning. Because that's what race is and oh, racism man. is. It's like, right? That's what the message should have been of this. Like, oh, earth and wa- air and water. Like, oh, we're actually uh, under the surface we are the same. We are the same. I don't know again, I don't think it would have worked. it doesn't make any based sense. Based on the yeah. world they built I don't but know how well, now, Sean. Based on the world going back but, to
2: like Avatar Last Edward, I'm like, oh, what if they're all just energy? They're just energy that got expressed sure, in a slightly right? Different like there's something. something.
0: Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. It's like that's something. That, that's like cool. give me that that's what I want. Is like, oh, if they gave me that little nugget, at least a hint of that, I would have think maybe been a little bit more okay with all of it because I would have at least seen that they recognized some of the issues here and that it wasn't there it that's what I was saying earlier when it was kind of baffling to me is that it's just so like how did how could no one have seen this well, when the film
3: is about it I'm sure they did and I think uh, it, we would be remiss to not mention you know if we're talking about the artist's intent to not mention that this was in fact directed by an, a Korean American yeah, man
0: yeah, yeah that, that that is true and 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 I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is an important factor. I, I don't think it's fair to just like assume that just a generic white person is making every, you know this film or whatever. Um, and I guess it's a perspective that I, you know, as white, you know, Caucasian people, we can't fully appreciate that slightly different perspective. But I, 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 I if, if if there's something I'm missing, I will be the first to admit it. If someone could kind of tell me what that is. No, I would be happy no, to think about no, it no, but I, I think as it is you're yeah. right,
3: and I think that they're trying to strike a very delicate balance and making this world recognizable to us in some ways and also telling this really this story about immigration and overcoming our differences, which i you know obviously that's what they're going for is, is something yeah. something in that and general that, area that
0: in of itself is laudable i appreciate, like that's sure that's a yeah. message I could get behind It's just on top of a whole bunch of other stuff that like i it just makes it harder
3: yeah it it does become really really unclear i feel like um i mean certainly i don't think that i'm going to take away from the movie that it's like pro-segregation i don't think that that no I, I, I don't think so either. no no but i think it it is easy to see a reading of that and i could see somebody really seeing that you know if you come to it yeah. with the right lens you could see it as like oh yeah this is a movie that seems to be pro-segregation. It's not too much of a stretch to see somebody actually reading the movie that way, even though I think that's clearly not the intention.
0: Yeah, it's clearly not the intention, but I think it's one of those weird things where the text of the film... Like it's one a little bit of like you know death of the author kind of thing is like if you just took this film in isolation, not knowing the creative and not knowing kind of like in general kids' movie culture and how those messages are always generally positive and uplifting. If you just just took this film in isolation and read it for the text that it is, I think it would be hard not to see some of that yeah. in there. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. 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 But I, th- I think you're on the mark, Kev, That it's like looking at the intent is is obviously the yep. most important thing, and, and at least, or at least in this case. Um, and not to be that we're intentionally misreading the film. Or
0: like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does beg some more, more kind of questions, and this is more just in general about film. It is just an interesting thing is, can, like, what if you just do bad? and I think this is the case, but, you know, what if my message is, you know, uh, we shouldn't do genocide and the art that i create accidentally in ways i didn't think about actually reinforces the idea that, like oh yeah we should do genocide like but i didn't mean that (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's just just, it's an interesting question and i think coupled with just like art in general it is just like what I don't. I don't. I'm not even saying it's a responsibility. I'm not. I'm not saying like the filmmakers have a responsibility. No, 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 no. I'm not. I just like. I don't know. How do we interpret that? How do we deal with that? Do we? I don't know. It's just interesting. Interesting thoughts. Yeah. Well, talk. that's
3: the cool thing about art is that everyone's going to bring. This is very much in line with yeah. conversations I've had with you guys yeah. in the email recently. Yeah. But everyone's going to be bringing their own baggage and have their own interpretations. Yeah. I think one of the things that Pixar is generally pretty successful at is making it fairly clear what those intentions yeah. are that they're usually successful at. This time around, they yes. are very much not. <laughs> the yes. intention is much less clear, and it's a lot more likely that you're going to have different people with different uh, experiences yeah. bringing different interpretations, and that's usually not the case. I think anyone who watches Wally is pretty much going to get the idea of what Wally's trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with yeah. this, it's like... It's so vague, and there's so many layers of metaphor that it's like, yeah, a lot of people can read a lot of things, and that can be kind of dangerous, especially when you have, you know, there's such a large audience, and you are going to get a lot of people who, who probably are racist and do kind of think segregation should be a thing. (laughs) That's that's when it becomes sort of dangerous. So, I mean.
0: And then all, yeah. And then the poor world building, I think, just complicates things even further, too. It's just, yeah,
3: and that's what ultimately leads me leads us back to like the original point, which is that this is just—it's a flawed idea for a movie. Yeah. They never should have, never should have ran with the original concept <laughs> yes. in the first place. That's really that was their first <laughs> <Yeah>. mistake. <laughs> should have like stopped it at, at day one <laughs> yeah. and then moved on to something else. But
2: yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I don't have a whole lot more to say on that topic. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other notes. I have like maybe one no, other. No, and then I wanted to maybe end just like by saying something, maybe a couple notes that are more on the positive note. I think, uh, like I said, I think we've gone through plenty of our complaints about the movie and, and critiques. But I, I do have some positive things, so it would be good to maybe end on a positive note. Sure. Uh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I, I one little small note is it was quite ridiculous that pretty much the main story part of this movie was that they had to fix the dam. Um, I don't know why civilians are being tasked with this. It's the city's problem. So, their, Ember it is, 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 is tasked is with... <laughs> with now this is my last complaint. Um, oh, okay. It, it it, right, like, like, oh, my house oh, yeah. flooded, like my my condo flooded, and I go talk to the the water, city water people, like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to go fix uh, that dam that broke, <laughs> but why do I? Yeah, it's your house that flooded, you gotta go fix it. Like, oh, okay, okay, it, all right, um, but anyway, so on a positive note, uh, <laughs> I did actually like Ember's design, her character design it was. Yeah. Probably my favorite thing of the movie. I don't think that's saying a lot. I think that just shows how much, there, for me, was little there. You know, not a lot to like in the movie, but uh, I did genuinely like it. I liked her little dress. It kind of, it looked like it was maybe, in, in, kind of like intended to be made out of like lava cloth yeah. or um, mm-hmm. like or like these little interlinking like plates that felt like they're like heat resistant or something like that. Uh, so that was really cool. I, I did like her design um i liked when she would get like fired up and her like there'd be like new co- mm, like purpley yeah. colors introduced into her um her like flaming aura uh i liked it anytime like she would do glass blowing and glass bending um she'd make these really cool different colors and as listeners of the podcast know i'm a huge fan of glass blowing <laughs> <Yes>. um, <Yeah. laughs> Uh so that was actually a one of my favorite parts of the whole thing anytime she got to like manipulate glass and and melt it and make these cool i I did like how they
0: kind of integrated that because she's even doing that in the shop to kind of put the glass back on the on the um displays and stuff like that yeah Yeah, that was was, oh also i i thought they did a good job of making uh, the customers like be awful so like, oh yeah, that awful was yeah. Like yeah. If somebody's been in customer
3: service jobs before that, that yes. read very true <laughs> just a nightmare position <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, nailed it uh, anyway so yeah that's what I had I don't know if you guys wanted to well, share yeah,
3: something. I no I think that's a great point I think for all it's its uh, faults as far as the world building goes it looks nice <laughs> I mean the, the world itself is visually interesting to look at and I think the character designs are good um,
0: yeah that's yeah I, I there was nothing I had any like really strong negative thing uh, some of it I felt was just kind of like eh meh but then there was definitely stuff that I felt was okay this is I, you know some visual impressive visual stuff yeah um,
2: so. yeah
0: it was yeah definitely the, anytime they would do
2: they would did a good job with like the lighting um, just like you mm. know they, the thing where like her light would pass through water and it would Make the pretty designs. Yeah. that was all really fun stuff. I don't, I don't know if it warrants 250 million
3: dollars.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, that. Jeez, how well, how did it cost? I wonder that if much it went money? through like
3: a lot of rewrites or something, and they had to keep doing. Yeah, I don't know. It seems because like, that's a lot animating, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um,
0: and I will say it was generally short. Yes, it wasn't like super long, so that's a good. That
3: Pixar's good. been pretty good about keeping them pretty short.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Um. I yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would want to call out as a positive. You know, I think I, as much as I think the characters didn't have a lot of personality, that I like, I liked Wade. I think as yep. a, as a embodiment of sort of, uh, just a, a guy who is really kind-hearted and also cries a lot. I was like, all right, that's a good kind of representation <laughs> to see in a kids' movie.
2: Yeah, that's true. I give it a point for that as I, being like a, a very yeah. soft ca- kind of character. Um, yeah, very supposed as opposed much. to like
0: super masculine.
3: Or, yeah, very not yeah. not masculine, not traditionally yeah. masculine.
0: Yeah, yeah, while still being, I, I think in general, even though the chemistry I don't think it was there, and they weren't like super interesting characters, they were likable characters. I would totally. Yeah, yeah I agree. To that's them, fair. Wade and Ember. So. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's all we gotta say <laughs> for about the We, didn't, we yes. didn't
3: talk talk about the giant like bowing thing, which I think. Oh. Every every oh, time yeah. I think about the problems I have with the movie, that's the first thing that jumps to my mind is the giant, yeah. the big show they make out of bowing to each other, and I'm like, man, we could have removed that, and it would have helped a lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably. And, uh, it, it's 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 another one of those things where it's it doesn't have a strict like oh that's not from a real culture but it obviously has very you know clear like like think stain things it's standing in for yeah exactly that it's trying to stand for and it's trying to anyway and it yeah. but it comes across as just very it comes across as kind of tone deaf like totally you know, yeah
3: that's that's know. a really good way to describe this movie is tone deaf
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. Uh, Go watch it, kids.
3: (laughs) Well, I think kids are going to love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do. I'm sure sure if I was a kid, also just because it is like magic fantasy elements. Exactly, uh, yeah. I guess I'd probably yeah yeah. eat that shit up. For sure. Oh Well, just think about it a little bit harder, kids, when you get older. That's all. Become
3: cynical and jaded like us.
0: Yeah. Yes, us. Find something wrong with everything.
3: Yeah. That's, like, that's, <laughs> that's, how, you, you that's really how you know you're living up. a happy life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Learn yes. to hate the things you once beloved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny, really, we're, we're kicking out good mottos for yum chunks. We sure, uh, are, yeah. We got to get these <laughs> totally. sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, good. Well, if you listeners had some hot or watery or airy or solid takes on elemental let us know send us some emails um, or tell us why we were tone deaf in our discussion or tone um hearing tone pitch perfect hearing enabled pitch perfect <laughs>
3: tone and hearing enabled. i i hope to on a future episode hear Chewie's thoughts on this movie
0: yeah, I, I am curious because as of this recording, he's been very busy. Chewy, we know you've been very busy. And uh, everyone go watch some uh, Moonlight Theater productions this summer and catch Chewy working, working those shows. Um, and I know he hasn't seen Elemental as of this recording. So maybe he will in the future. You can let us know. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, stay tuned listeners, we will be doing, we will be doing Dial of Destiny, um, hopefully shortly, we'll be talking about that next, and then more summer movies, there's Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Um, hopefully we do all, if not most of those, and more. Gran Um, Turismo. Gran Turismo, Secret Invasion, the Marvel show is currently airing right now, we'll probably do that, so. Um, still a lot of stuff coming down the pipe And Comic Con is right around the corner yeah. So all of the news That's not going to be happening Because everyone's back out of Comic Con this year <laughs> We will be here to report if, well, We're
2: going to report on all the deep cuts On all the
0: yeah, exactly. most extreme corners Of nerddom but... If you want to hear the latest updates On the Klingon weddings that are happening We will be the source yeah Hell Yeah we'll <laughs> Um, but uh, Kev, thanks so much for joining us Especially on the short notice listeners yeah. PP on the curtain is Kev was our emergency fill-in last minute So thank you so much Hey, my pleasure yeah, um, I'm glad I could yeah, contribute it. it
3: was
0: great to have you here And uh, add to the discussion yeah. Where can listeners hear you um, Outside of some chunk firing?
1: Oh,
3: um, well I host a podcast Called Reopening the Wormhole With Sam and Jack Stovold where we talked about every episode of D Space Nine, a Star Trek show. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? D Space Nine, a Star Trek show? <laughs> a, Star Trek
0: show yeah. a Star Trek
3: story. A Star Trek story, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're currently slowly going through all the rest of the Ferengi episodes and other Star Trek shows. Um, I also have a podcast called The Great Bracket Racket, which I've got an episode in the bag that I am. Um, inching oh. towards completing with the editing process. I can't wait to get it out there, but those come out whenever I feel like it sporadically. Um and you can hear me on Jack's long-named Star Trek podcast often. <laughs> I'm there a lot. Uh
0: these podcast episodes you're on also would be good um just homework assignments for your classes. Just like turn in a 4-hour episode of talking about Oh yeah. Uh, Discovery Season 4 episode for no reason. Yeah, that's. I think that's a+ definitely
3: <laughs> what... That, that's gonna help me a lot.
0: Yeah. Just, now your teacher, you're teacher's like, wow, this is really avant-garde.
3: Michael music. Burnham.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if,
3: I, if there's a way that I could turn in one of Jack's Carlos specials, Christmas specials, as a... <laughs> oh, man.
0: Then, then, there you go. Yeah. I, I just that's, want those to
3: get the recognition yeah. they deserve. There's, those should be in a museum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well yeah listeners stay tuned for bracket racket i'm excited for that new episode sometime yeah yeah who knows when yeah too. i am a fan um, uh, good i'd like to
3: get you on one, ryan
0: yeah i'd love to be on
3: sweet i'll have to figure out what what topic i want to get you on for
0: <laughs> okay yeah um, cool. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night. Happy Independence Day. Yeah. Late and go do some elemental stuff.
3: <laughs> the perfect sign off.
0: <laughs> <The> perfect sign off. <laughs> so witty. So witty.
3: This has been After the Credits,
1: a Young Chunks podcast.